Here she comes. The one everybody's been waiting for. <laughs> Monica Perez. You're deep, ridiculous. Deep breath. How you doing? Well, <laughs> we this had has our been party last night. So I'm a little hungover. This has been one of my favorite pre-show five to ten minutes that we've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, are you going to out me? No. You're going to out gonna, all the problems I was having? I was simply saying it's been one of my favorite times. I wish I could record that and use that as a blooper reel. That would be fun. Mm, fun for whom? Yeah, exactly. Hey. No, I feel like I, you know, I just, I'm a little hungover and I feel like I look a little hungover. You look great. Let's tell everybody because it's business related. Why, yeah, yeah, yeah. About last night, you have a party <laughs> some Friday nights. Tell people why. Yes. Yeah, so I gained like the COVID-19, I'm calling it. So I hardly ever cocktail anymore, even though I have a beautiful cocktail blog. If you follow that, you will notice that I hardly ever post anymore. That was following an alarming number of posts in a row when the whole lockdown thing started. So now practically the only time I cocktail is for the disappearing patron party, which I offer every first and third Friday, depending on what your tier is as my Patreon, patreon.com slash propaganda report. And it is quite a time. It gets a little not family audience oriented. Yes, I have to confess. <clears throat> Last night wasn't that bad, but I had a fantastic rye sour. And because I don't want to like go back to the kitchen because my like curtain here is too hard to get through. Uh, I Johnny made a Carson, triple. Your Johnny Carson <laughs> yes. curtain. Yes. Golf. So, yeah. Oh God. No, that's not me. But yeah, that's really funny. <laughs> that, was, that was so corny. Anyway, so I had lot 40 rye. It was so delish. And I made myself a big giant triple. Which I think I just, you know, that was not the right way to start. That was a little aggressive. Anyway, but it's loads of fun for everybody. There's a whole chat going on on the side that's like unrelated. But it's like this. It's me can, and my can anybody family. Can anybody join? No, you have to be a patron. How do we do that, Monica? <laughs> Patreon.com slash propaganda report. You get not only those parties, the disappearing patron parties, which you cannot sample because they disappear lest we feel inhibited, but you also get 45 minutes a day of news of the day from a perspective of truth, liberty, and justice. I mean, it is some value, some value for your Patreon dollars. I can tell you that. I tell you uh, what. I tell you what. Here's what we got. I got to do some housekeeping. If the <laughs> internet freezes up a little bit, my internet is just stupid right now. I apologize. I can mark that off my list. In just a minute, though, we're going to talk the, the headlines and spin and propaganda. We're also going to talk about some new gear you have. Not yet. Yeah. Okay. Another. Because you another, know I like to hit yeah. the ground running with the meat of the matter. Well, we're going to talk about something new that you started. Well, um, before we get into the meat of the matter, I think your fans that come here over the course. our By the way, our videos are averaging about five to six hundred people watching them within about what? a week. Within about a week or two's time. Where? Yeah. On, my on Facebook? Mm -hmm. Oh, because on my YouTube page, it's a few hundred. Yeah, but, but we're getting uh, four or five hundred views. Five, wow, that's super awesome. I love that. If you 
missed there and I, I created a playlist on my YouTube page, youtube.com slash Monica Perez, that you can find all the old shows in a row, except for the one where I think I was in my bedroom because I think it's weird. Yeah, I don't so know I why you bugged you out. Did you put the one up of the bloopers where you were laughing a lot while we were laughing? I didn't I didn't have that. I don't did I you send me that in the yeah, file? Yeah, you had to oh, look at sugar. it, remember? Yeah, I did look at it. You have yeah. to resend this to me, please. Uh, well, here's the what I want to do before we jump into the meat of it. Because I could tell you were you were, were gonna a little, lose a lot of the audience. We're not gonna lose anything. We're not gonna lose anything. Fine. I'm teasing stuff. Just wait a minute. Let mm. me do my thing. We're gonna talk mm. a little bit. I've got an article that I sent you about the National Chamber of Commerce. I saw that. Oh, and I got off the phone with my buddy, Eric Buchanan, and this other podcast I do with Eric and John, we've been talking about how associations and lobbying get between the people and our government. And then this article comes out and it's a great article. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm going to tease I'm going to tease you with this because we're going to talk about your gear in a minute. Monica Perez, what was your favorite cartoon watching when you grew up? Favorite cartoon? Uh, I'm and sorry. If you're watching, I'd like to hear your favorite cartoon. What's There's your favorite an absolute cartoon? real answer to that. So I think it has to be Bugs Bunny. I think okay. it just has to be. I mean, I still have references to that. I, I used to watch a lot of Tom and Jerry because it was on. But if you ever go back and look at Tom and Jerry right now, it's it is literally like, or it is not literally, but it is similar to Itchy and Scratchy. It's just hitting each other in the head with frying pans. Yeah. Like, it's so dumb. There's hardly any dialogue. But as an adult, my favorite cartoon was Ren and Stimpy. I like Ren and Stimpy. And I now I love Rick and Morty. I've never, I've not seen that. I don't watch cartoons much anymore, but it's pretty vulgar. I will say that growing up, and again, if you watch, whenever you're watching this, I'd love to hear what your favorite cartoon is. My favorite cartoon by far, Foghorn Leghorn. And oh, then Bugs yeah. Bunny. And then yeah, Bugs I think Bunny. that's in that same category, but yes, yeah. absolutely. They used to come in a pack and Daffy Duck and that whole thing, much better than the Disney stuff. I think I so. Think. I think um, so. Okay. So let me ask you this Did you get a chance to read the article? I read a lot of the article and I even went back and looked a little bit at the history of the Chamber of Commerce because it had rung a bell to me that it was never a particularly libertarian kind of thing. It, it, you know, I have a problem with pro-business as a, as a political position. I don't want my government to be pro-anything. If government has any legitimacy whatsoever, it derives from my right to self-defense and that's what they should limit it to. So the article, and people are wondering, it was in the Wall Street Journal, and I'll post it, uh, but the article basically says how, and of course, it's an opinion article. So when you read it, it comes with a, it comes with some bias, but how the National Chamber of Commerce is basically doing away with their support of the free markets and going more towards what we would consider, I guess, towards the toward Democrats. In other words, it's a national minimum wage, no right to work states. They are going to align themselves. And I think I have the number here with, no, I don't, but there's a dozen to maybe 15 r political races that are pretty close in certain uh, cities. And the chamber is going to put their efforts behind the Democrats in those cities that kind of support those business type, that business model, which I found very, I mean, not surprising, I guess, because it's a big association, but there's an there's dangers that come with these big associations. 
And that's what we've been talking about. But now that they've changed their model, it freaks me out that they're supposed to represent the medium to small businesses. This is right in line with Google, Amazon, all of those. The I've, I noticed when I looked into Costco and Walmart and some of the kind of progressive policies that Costco promotes and also the history of the progressive movement in the United States, which kind of emerged not too far away from when the Chamber of Commerce was created, that the, it's the big business that likes the progressive stuff. They like the regulations. They like the labor laws. They like the big labor unions. And if you look at Costco versus Walmart, Costco is for a high minimum wage. And Walmart, of course, is against it. And the high minimum wage is a direct attack at Walmart. It's often focused squarely at Walmart. I'm not defending Walmart. I think they've been in bed with producing in China, getting special provisions to do that and all that. I don't like any of this stuff. But Costco, for example, likes that because they are a union shop, so they pay well above any minimum wage, and Walmart can way undercut them price-wise. So if they get a law that you can't pay your workers 7 or $10 an hour, then they eliminate a lot of the competition and certainly eliminate some of the gap between the prices at Walmart and Costco, which means that regular people have to pay more, or that, that really unskilled labor, maybe even people who don't speak English, there won't be any jobs for them. Because That's what I was going to say. It'll affect afford. the job market. It'll affect the job market, I think, big time. Yeah, and they do that. And my father is so funny. I, I wish it, I could talk to him about it now, but he's long gone. Although, is my parents' 71st wedding anniversary today. Oh, that's Happy cool. Happy birthday, Mom. And it's Kentucky Derby Day, which was all she cared about when I called her. She's like, yeah, 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 that's right. But the Derby. Is the Derby today? Yes, they pushed it off to today. I thought it was sweet that it was on my mom's anniversary. That is very sweet. Anyway, because she loves it so much. But I, my father used to say, I wonder, I can't understand why Democrats are, why big, big businessmen are Democrats. Don't they realize that big government's bad for business. And I never really got back to him to say there's there's a few things that big business does that the Democrats favor. One are these regulatory barriers to entry. The other is government contracts, hands out, handouts. They, they assume responsibility for a sector and then dole out the contracts according to who pays them under the table. And it's much easier, cheaper to pay a politician under the table than it is to earn competitive advantages out in the marketplace. So I hate any kind of government involvement in business for that reason. And then the last thing I've always railed against is stakeholder interests. It should be shareholders. The shareholders is you and me, our 401ks and our pension funds. If we don't want to buy into a political agenda from the politicians, we can't participate in capitalism without buying into it from these CEOs who are also politicians. And I have one last thing to say. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Hey, Daryl. Hi, Daryl. Hey. Always a pleasure to see Daryl. Absolutely. The number one, I, I am totally against corporate taxation at all. I don't think there should be any corporate taxation. There is no, corporation isn't really an entity. I actually, if I were to say there's justice, uh, I would say taxation should be tied to the wealth and property that you are using government to protect or contracts that you're using government to enforce. And I would say a poll tax, which people say is racist, whatever. It's not racist. A poll tax is if you want to participate in choosing the government, you need to be 
doesn't have to be a poll tax, but as a net taxpayer uh, rather than a net tax recipient. So if you get mostly welfare and don't pay any taxes at all, your vote is going to be biased against me and I'm paying for it. But yeah. I would also eliminate all, I mean, every penny of government subsidies for higher education. Higher education generates educated people for two reasons. One for universities to teach and all that. And the other is for companies, for companies to do research, whatever. Let the companies, let the universities subsidize that themselves. And if people want to go to college to get better trained for a better job, let them go to college for the jobs that are actually out there. Let them get loans that are based on the estimated net present value of the education and the job combined. Right, There's a things. lot of big pictures I can tell it, you. It is, I can but, dig in. <laughs> well, well, but here's one thing I think we can agree on because you and I agree on a lot, but we also disagree some places and we've had those conversations. But I do, and, and I don't understand how people can't see it. You don't have, two things can exist at the same time. People can want to help people and give people a, a head start with if, if they started off rough in life. If you've had, if you've had been born into a bad circumstance, nobody wants you to stay there forever. Good people don't. They want to help you help yourself. But once you are in the system and your 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 phone, your electricity, your housing, your food, everything is based in healthcare, based in a system, you're never going to vote against yourself. Absolutely. And, and I agree it's the with tipping you on point. that. It is. Obama, uh, Obamacare brought us to that point. I would also say that very big business likes that too, because then they don't really have to pay you enough wage to get to work in the more public transportation, public health, all of that subsidizes a below subsistence wage. Well, See, people think there's a labor sh surplus, but there's not, there is really, we could get into it, a labor Essentially, there's a labor, labor, always a labor shortage because every human being can put themselves to work. They don't have to get a job. The job is competing against your own autonomy. Well, and also, too, they can afford then when they know the rest of it's taken care of, they can afford to pay you low enough to where you can't get out of poverty. They're they're Once they know they don't have they don't have to give you that extra four dollars or five dollars an hour because you really don't need it. You're you're living at the your nose is barely above water. Mm -hmm. They're not incentive. You're you're never going to be able to dig your way out of the quicksand, and they don't have to. The well, big corporations would, don't have to. They would pay you more if there was competition for your skill level, right? And that's why you also have that's that's why the higher education thing comes into play is that actually having to evaluate your contribution in a monetary sense, helps regulate the labor market to where there isn't too many or too few people at any given point. That's why big tech lobbies so hard for those visas, the skilled visas. That's why I never fell for Trump's rhetoric on immigration. All he ever said was, we're going to stop the maids from coming up from the South. He never said we were going to stop the, the tech guys coming over from India. Look, he I, said that he was going to increase that. Stop it. Every time you try to go, oh, I'm just kidding. Me and you agree on so much. There's so much about Trump I don't like, and there's a lot of stuff I do like about Trump. Well, you just you just trust him. Then you so compromise is not to something what? compared to. I mean, what are my options? What's my other option? No, I'm just saying. Well, that, Liberal, yeah, your socialism? option is is free thinking. Well, your I can option think is free, but I got to vote some. I'll no, vote you don't. Or I'll vote for vote for Ron Paul. I always vote for Ron Paul, uh, and that's gone great. <laughs> what it's <laughs> would be a lot better if people voted. People said that Trump. 
Ron Paul went into his elections with a lot more political uh, plausibility than Trump ever did. But when the mainstream media started acting like Trump would get a lot of votes, he took a, ran away with it. If they had done that with Ron Paul, Ron Paul would be the president right now. I'll be but honest. Instead, they did the opposite. I think a third party candidate. I think a third. No, party, he's not a third party candidate. He was a Republican. Ron Paul is a Republican. But he, I understand that. But I he should have gotten the nomination of the Republicans. But what I'm saying, what I'm saying though, is I think a third party candidate will emerge within the next two to three election cycles, and I think we will have a legitimate for the first time a legitimate middle of the road third party and we should we should call it the people's association because associations have more influence than we do daggummit there's that's what i think there's a, there's no <laughs> this system is a completely controlled and there is absolutely we did no a, way you're the, getting what you want from the, the voting the podcast i did with john and uh eric we talked about how the associate he it was john's idea how <clears throat> they're using your retirement money through Wall Street, back into these associations that we have, these big giant associations, then the associations go lobby and, and, and give influence to the political system to actually work against the very people who are dumping their money into the system. And it's, it's, it was. Wait, who's, say that again? Who's so, giving the money in the first place? Well, Me. Wall, yeah. Yeah. We're giving the money our retirement. It's going to Wall Street. Right. And the Wall Street's in bed with all these big companies, big giant companies who are part of associations. And when John, I wish John would jump on here if he's not traveling, but these big giant associations and he named, he named 10 of them. There's insurance, there's educational yeah, associations, yeah, yeah, yeah. NRA, uh, you name it. There's all the, but as they take the dollars from the corporate world, because corporations yep. give a lot of money, then they go to, they go to uh, they go to Congress and spread their influence and spread their donation dollars back to the campaigns to get favors. It's crony capitalism. That's how it works. And so, yeah, yeah. I, if your big insurance I feel association, like that's, I, I don't, I feel like a much, much more important lever right now because we're talking in the trillions upon trillions of dollars, which is not where the lobbying, lobbying money is not in the trillions. But what right now, these bailouts where the Treasury Department either did or definitely talked about it, they are buying Apple stock. They're buying bonds in the open market. They're putting their money in exchange traded funds. To me, that is a, I would rather have the lobbyists control it all from the corporate side than have the government control the corporations because that's the real fascism where see the a corporation doesn't care what i think they don't they use my data to sell me stuff the government uses the force of guns and stuff to control how i think so i can foster the people who are even above the corporations klaus schwab from the world economic forum mm -hmm. bill gates he's not associated with corporations anymore the johns hopkins i mean these are institutions that maybe at the very highest level they're the same as the money powers like the big big bank powers I but think i think are. it's think it's bigger than just a bunch of companies even if it's a small group of companies they if they just want money i'm i'm not as afraid but, but as, here's what i think here's the what, government here's well i don't think it's they just want money though here's what i think happens yes to all that but i think google amazon uh all these social media well, those sites, guys are really the military industrial complex but those are a sister of the defense industry which is something is more like what i'm talking about that i'm really scared of but what i was saying is 
but they can control the money. But then what they do, their their part in the role is they do control the everyday people. What we think, right. they start censoring what you see. Yes, they can get you fired for right, what. But you why? Post. Why? Why yeah. do they do that? Influence. It's, they're all they're in bed together. They're the in bed together, right? So, so to say that it's a an, an insurance Crony association capitalism. lobbying the government for regulations that don't allow them or do allow them to to sell across borders. When you look at that stuff, it, it almost always just boils down to the bottom line. It actually is aligned with the interests of the insurance companies. Like I actually think that bribery shouldn't be a sin or a crime against the person offering the bribe. It's against the person who has the public trust, who has the responsibility to resist it. Because a lot of times a company has to offer bribes because the the business is so sewn up from the top. That's how the how the machine works. That's how Tammany Hall works. That's how the taxi thing worked is that the guys, it's how Rod Blagojevich was saying, hey, man, you don't get something for nothing. You, We control this and you pay us for that. And I, I feel like that the that if you are bribing somebody when you, you might be bribing somebody even if you were lobbying, even if you would rather have a free market. Whereas when you talk about the big tech, which was spawned by big defense, which in itself is connected to that, complete control of the society of the entire globe, which we see emerging now, to me, I wouldn't be surprised if half of the lobbying money works against that. I want everybody to note this smile that I'm having on my face right now because I'm about to say it. But don't you think Donald Trump is standing between us and those monsters? Do you think CNN, which side do you think CNN is on? The I can do you think the monsters are on our side? Do you think CNN is on our side or the side of the monsters? I don't think any of the media is on our side. Okay. Because Jeff Zucker and Donald Trump go way back. And yeah, I don't think any think, of the media is on our side. Yeah. Trump clearly is part of the cabal. Uh, I don't think. I, I think the media. I mean, he's just deep state. Every yeah. penny he ever made was from the government. Every, yeah. Or the majority of it from casinos <clears throat> to projects to, you know housing to I'm be just ticked out. off. I'm just ticked off that I can't get inside and make that kind of money. I'm more bitter that I'm not part of it where I can just make billions of dollars and pay my light bill. See, that bums me out when you say that. I'm, I don't like well, that. I'm, well, I know you don't like it, but I'm tired of making phone calls like, can you just not come take my car till next week? Give me one more so week. So look, That's what if we you were willing criminal so you're saying you're only willing to be a criminal if you're protected from from consequences because that's the difference between those criminals and the kind of criminal that you could just decide to be look i that have been i have been a really good person in my life and i've been a really bad person in my life really oh yeah so I, really I, bad I, like stealing bad listen this is a podcast that is, <laughs> okay sorry this, this is not wow. a, this is not an interview clint podcast you are bad <laughs> So my question I, no I stole toilet paper from poor people <laughs> and from rich people. I've stolen a lot of toilet paper in my life. And it's not because I have like personal problems. It's just that I have to be that desperate to steal. But if I'm that desperate, I do steal. Well, I'm glad we could have this moment of honesty and confession from you, Monica. That makes the me toilet feel paper like we know confessions. The toilet paper. That's another. That's a podcast name. The toilet no. paper confessions. Monica will be starting that soon. Hey, no. You said something a minute ago, and I love the fact that we can start off before we get to your tweets 
with just me throwing some breadcrumbs out in the yard and you coming along and just gobbling and we can talk. Gobbling, crapping all over them so nobody can eat them. You said something earlier. I heard that. That was <laughs> not good. You said something earlier about taxes and I, I'm going to get it wrong, but you said that the only thing or one of the things that you think we should be our only tax uh, obligation is for property that the government, we pay for the government to protect or for contracts or something. What did you mean by yeah, that? Yeah, here's what I think. I was just thinking about it. Say, let's agree for a moment, which I don't, that this coercive government, this territorial uh, monopoly on the use of force is something that we've agreed to, that there is a reason for it. There's a contract. I'm never listening to you two criminals ever again. <laughs> you got to put Jason's thing You up. have no idea. So. <laughs> there you go. Do toilet paper. So um, the, uh, the only reason, so it's, let's say government has legitimacy. What would you say would be the legitimate function of government? Like, what do you what do you think? Because I, I know your principles and mine align. What do mm -hmm. you think would be a valid purpose of government? Name the primary purpose. Primary purpose is to protect the freedoms that they don't give us, but that we have inherited from just being from God, just being born, to make sure that those uh, that we have the right to protect that ourselves and to make sure that they support that, I think, with police and to support our efforts to go start our own businesses. I think the government is more of a support system uh, to help us what align is, our rights. What is the greatest threat to those freedoms? Toilet paper. I'm just kidding. Don't tell me I've stumped you. No, the, well, the greatest no, threat, well, where we're at today, I'm looking at it right now is the way that our government's run. I think the biggest thing so in the our government that's there to protect our freedoms is the biggest threat to our freedom. The way we've let so, it become. So yes. why don't we abolish it? I'm not effing with you. I really am trying yeah. to get to the answer yeah. in this way for everybody else to understand. Why because don't we just abolish it? Why don't you want to abolish it? Okay, because I, because I'll, first of all, what if we just wanna, no more government tomorrow? Then what's the problem? Because I don't like that because there's chaos and I don't know what comes after that. What does chaos family. mean? What does chaos mean? I don't know. I, I don't know. Tell me what you're afraid of. Uh, I don't want to go back to a kill or be killed. Me and you've had this conversation before. Yeah. All right. When it, that's all. When, it, when, it, when, it, when it goes down the road of, and, and again, I know everybody thinks, and, my, and I'm not saying everybody thinks, there are people out there that the picture of, I have my stuff, you have your stuff, you don't get in my way, I won't get in your way. That's perfect for 100 people. All it takes is one out of the 100 people to start bullshit, and then the yeah. game's over. You're totally it, wrong it's about true. that. But here, let's just say that's this. how it's happened to be. It's that's no, that's history of the world. Every, it doesn't matter if you have seven people or seven billion people. If every single person defends his or her own person and property, that's, you are not going to have a problem. Okay. The problem right now is uh -huh. that people aren't doing that. And here's the answer to the question: What you're afraid of when it comes to chaos and rioting, and if the government just snapped out tomorrow, is that right. somebody would hurt you or your family or steal or break your stuff. That okay. is what you are afraid of. Okay. That is all you're afraid of. So in answer to your question about the taxes, all you really want government to do is to protect your stuff and yourself. You want okay. them to help you because you're you object to my claim that if everybody all seven billion people just stood on the four corners of their property with a gun and shot anybody who stepped foot over that line unwelcome, 
then that's not enough for you. So that's what government is for. And I'm saying, if that's what government is for, then let's tie taxation to it. And it would be completely uh, valid from a point of economic ability too. So if you, if government is there to protect your stuff and your person, and you're a guy with like Warren Buffett owns, I think, or Ted Turner, or one of these guys owns as uh, most of the country, like is after the United States government, there's like one of those guys who owns a, a, a double digit percentage of the land of this country. He should pay for all like that percentage of the air force. Okay. He should pay based on what he's based asking. Based on his usage. Yeah. Yeah. Based yes, on his exactly. Name. Use tax. Yeah. And the same thing for your person. I don't care if you're poor. Do you want us to protect you? Otherwise, if you're that poor, maybe nobody's even going to bother you. Maybe well, all you need is a gun. You can protect yourself from being raped. But if you want the government protection, you want to vote and decide how that happens, then maybe you need to pony up a little bit instead of just take. So I'm just saying you can tie it to your person and your property. And I would also consider contracts as a way of protecting property. So if you're, if you have a contract that has a value to it and basically all contracts, you could make a value then, then in order to use that, or maybe you just can make court fees or whatever, you should have to pay for that. And if you're not willing to pay for it, you don't actually get the title. You don't actually get the title. So maybe then you do just have to defend it with your guns and stuff. But that's a, that's a cool way to think about it. And I like that. I do see some challenges with it, though. And the, and the challenge that I see is a few challenges. One is at some if you go back, this is where I get to be act like I'm smart. And when I'm not smart, people can just shake their head. <clears throat> but if you go back far enough in history, there are times with no government. There's been I mean, at some point in time, we all started. With whether you believe in the Bible or what, there was a time where there was no real governments in place and we've ended up here. So I have always said that when you, if you got rid of the government today, within a few months, you would have associations of people who have like, Hey, I've got pigs, you've got cows. They need pigs and cows. Why don't we give them one pig, one cow for a better price of their grain? That's perfect. But that grows. Nothing stays static. So here's my, the reason I say that I think there's challenges to that is as people start working inside from my four corners to your four corners. And I start realizing we can benefit each other and we can benefit each other. And those four people over there are working together. Well, as time goes and those associations are built, all it, and this is the part that I don't think we can deny because throughout history, we have police officers because there's people that needed, you know, to go uh, bad people that need to be got. We police have police officers are very. It was it was hundred years ago. It was an example. It was an example. Okay. Go go with armies. Go with bodyguards. Armies with, are to steal land with, for taxation. Go with dad staying at the front door. It doesn't matter. That's the different. Point, it's not different because here's why. Definitely because different. Armies are to take over property. But you don't. For you, don't know, you don't know what my point is yet. Okay. What's the point? So the 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 point of having anybody that stands between me and the bad guys. If my association is over here with seven people that I've got this thing together and yours is over there, all it takes is one bad person or one bad little association to think we can cheat our neighbors. We can go take their stuff and we can all fight back. But if the bad people win, they just increased the size of their area. And for good people not to get consumed by the big Pac-Man, they're going to have to come together. Here's where you're wrong. I agree with you. It's inevitable. I agree with you. That's totally inevitable. And and the thing that you're talking about, that thing, that evil that grows and steals your shit, that is government. 
that is government. It is inevitable. And this is a book that I've been talking about against the grain. And it talks about how it's by James C. Scott. And oh, okay. it, it it's a deep history of the earliest states. And it talks about how for thousands <clears throat> of years, for thousands upon thousands of years, people had the ability to domesticate, to turn into cities and civilizations, and they didn't. Some places, however, did. And that the whole point of that, of those states, what they were from the very beginning was the strong man coming to steal your stuff and enslave you. That's what this, that's how the state emerged. It was just a mafia and that's still what it is. So when you say yes, to organizations, then they had the barbarians who were not state people and right. they would trade with the state people. The barbarians were more civilized than the slave holding taxing early states, the barbarians defended individual property. They didn't have that kind of organization and they were prosperous and had less disease. But civilization is a bunch of strong guys stealing your shit. And that's uh, what where we are. Me and, and see right there is where we build our foundation because you and I are in a perfect agreement. If the bad guy is the is the formation of the government, then that's the inevitable part I'm talking about. And that's why I'm saying since it's going to happen, I want to control it and I want to be you as don't good as possible. It. I know that. that's you. why I'm saying we need to fix it. But if I snap my but fingers, you can't to, fix it. But if we snap our fingers today and it goes away, what all we do is start the process all over. Don't again. you have a gun? I, I do, but it's going to happen all over again. Okay. Well, if you really want to say that, why bother saving ourselves? I don't want my daughter ourselves. to live in that either. I agree with that. I kick yeah. the can for my kids. I agree yeah. with that. Uh, but the idea that it is going that, that's straight out of Ted Kaczynski. He says, if you want this to work, you must destroy all technology that a human being cannot invent himself every generation. And that's that it I, is. I don't want what Ted Kaczynski wants. I want to fix what we have. Because right, have, and I'm I, saying I you can't fix version. it because your idea that it that it has a, a legitimacy and is a benefit to us is wrong. It's not. It's there to steal and enslave. That's if, what it's if, there for. If we can agree that it's inevitable, then how can we, if it, if we were to snap our fingers and start it all over again, what would you put in place to when it happened? I wouldn't put anything control. in place. It's a, it, Society is self-ordering. Society is self-ordering. I'll give you an example, a couple of examples. Uh, tipping in a restaurant. There's absolutely no, there's no reason to tip. Like it's not even part of the bill. The cops can't right. come after you. The only thing that happens is the people at the table with you or the waitress calls you names and ostracizes you socially because we are a society and society is self-ordering. Reputation is more important than anything because peaceful exchange is more profitable than one-time looting. Now, you can have that occasional looting and people get away with it, but the prosperous, ingen ingenuous people will... will they will be more functional. So thinking in a, thinking straight and building up your own resources, building up your own defenses is something that the, the smarter, better people do. It's orderly. Society is self-ordering. The order dominates. And it doesn't need to have an overarching... Central control is the difference. Right. Central control. I do not think central control is ever going to represent the people from whom it derives its rights or at least lays its claim. I agree with you 100%. And I agree it's self-ordering too. And I think 
I think government formating uh, the government, the formation of governments is part of the self ordering because it's always happened. And, and yeah, and, but you're wrong <clears throat> about that. There, they, look, if you're talking about, okay, maybe we need to, maybe we need to distinguish between government and the state. The yeah. coercive monopoly state is has not always been in existence. You can look at a lot of examples where it's just tribalism, where if you don't do what they, if you don't do what works in the society, you get ostracized. I mean, I learned about that in grammar school, ostracism, yeah. exile. Yeah, you're These out of the cool the, group. Yeah, you get yeah. out, you're pushed out, and that's all. That's is all, you just government... lose the benefits of society, which is what justifies prison. Is there I a guess. government now, though, that's in, in operation now that you look at and go, that's closer to what should be hands off? It, the, the coercive monopoly state has taken over the world on purpose. It's been, it is an absolute uh, uh, explicit plan. You can read about it, I think, in the first chapter of Prouty's JFK assassination about when Magellan and Columbus and the explorers went out and made it very clear that there was a finite amount of landmass. The empire, empires, the colonial empires at the time realized what the job was and the job was to take it all over and that's why you had colonization and war and yes we're at the peak we're at the peak i think we're approaching the peak of empirical domination over human <clears throat> beings and human society but i think there have been millions millions uh, of societies uh that were just the the ideal number 100 150 but there's no evidence of them because they don't build monuments to themselves. They just live. And there is a lot of evidence of that in this book. And I just got another book called Forbidden Archaeology, which supports this. The difference is that the monumental state leaves evidence. It really impresses you and it means to impress you. That's why it does it. Are there big organizations or big, are there giant entities that have, that we can point to that have never been infiltrated or struggled no, with? No, of course not struggled with the evil part of men or women. In other words, everything that we put in place in this world with good intentions or bad, I think the number one struggle we have is with human nature of people that are just, all it takes is one or two people to get inside anything and it's bad. And then you have to ostracize them. I get that. But No, 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 yeah. you're right. I mean, the problem is, that is the ultimate problem is it's a twofold it's problem. human evil. Yeah, I think they call it, Ponerology, if my mom's listening. Now you're just from, showing off. No, it's like this thing where it's just in this this drive to be evil and dominate. It's political ponerology, like you cannot stop. So you've got people, and, and there have also been studies that as you get more and more power, you're more inclined to what I'm gonna call that mental defect. But the the twofold problem is that there are human beings who want to do that. And as they achieve their goals and as people around them achieve the goals, that um, multiplies itself. And then there's the, the question that I think we're seeing right now with this universal voluntary or like the lockdown based on deceit or words or propaganda that you can get people to voluntarily submit to these criminals because of what they believe. And that's where the trust the plan stuff is so dangerous. Trump and Q and all that kind of stuff is that they are, I don't think Q is dangerous because it's undermining democracy. I think it's dangerous because it's it's shoring up the democracy. It's promoting this idea that Trump is Batman and he's not. And that's the, and it's, 
it's the psychology of the masses of the, and I think that, and also now I'm thinking about it also feeds on itself as we get divorced from understanding our ability to make our own food and defend ourselves. So you're stuck in this idea that, that the natural state for the vast, I, I'm saying that 99% percent of people could defend themselves, especially with modern technology, with guns. But, and that's really always been the flaw with the statist. They always say, don't look at the majority. Don't look at, is abortion right or wrong? Look at incest rape. Mm -hmm. Can you have yeah. an abortion when there's incest rape? It's Which like, you know small, what? Incest yeah. rape is not the issue we're talking about here. We can talk about that completely separately. Right. But what, but let's talk about whether or not the vast majority of people are capable of producing as much as they consume and of defending it. And I will tell you, human existence could not be, would not still be here if on average, the production of a human being didn't equal the consumption. And if what you're saying is that the, that half the people produce way more than double what they need, and that's what's going on. I don't believe it, though. That's why everybody basically is employed who wants to be employed. I mean, I could probably live on potatoes and eggs, mm -hmm. and I can grow potatoes, and I could grow a couple. But of here, here's the really so <clears throat> we found. I think we found a lot of common ground. The thing that that I think built in reality is we have become so comfortable. We have a life now that is built on so much comfort that. When you say, could, could Clint Powell live on potatoes and eggs? Look, I'm a single guy. I can live on a <laughs> ramen. I can live on noodles that are not cooked and water <laughs> out of the faucet if I've got it. I, I really could. But yeah. there's something now that has been born in us where we live at in America right now. And I'm not ashamed of it. It's just the natural progression of we don't want that for our kids. I don't, I don't want my, I don't want my daughter to have to live. No, but let me, cause I don't, I don't want my daughter to have to live like that. What's the old quote, hard men make for an easy life and easy life make for hard men. And so my great grandfather and my grandfather, they were tough, hard men, women. They, they went to, they worked in factories. They were, my grandmother, my great grandmother grew up on a farm and she picked cotton in South Carolina. And so you start looking at this and I look at the world we live in and I kind of go, yeah, I could. I 100% could, but I have abdicated so many of these things that my great grandfather did. Protection. I've got police departments to do it now. Food. I go to the grocery store now. And my neighbors. Does that? Does any of that make sense? Though I feel like we've. Yeah, given let up me tell lot. you the problem. Here's the problem. And until probably around six months before the lockdown since I read Kaczynski's book, which was right before the lockdown. I don't you know how that... You called him up twice. If Big Brother's listening, that is Monica. Sorry. <laughs> a lot of people... Oh, no, let me do what I normally do. I when heard you bring about it, up. it on the mainstream media. Like, I wouldn't have gotten that book. It was... Sorry. Okay. So, but at that time, and it was just absolutely dovetailed with the lockdown thing. I mean, I just feel like they brought it to my attention for a reason, the powers that be. But in any case, so at that, up until that point, I did not question the assumption that I would be able to, if I wanted to, or that my kids would be able to, if they wanted to, if they really bought into the system, they could assure, I used to say this, I'm not leaving my kids anything, even if I could, which I can't, I'm not leaving right. my kids anything, 
because I'll give them the education and the understanding of this system as it is to go and make a living in this world. I was confident in that. I never questioned that assumption. Now I question the assumption that even if they do everything hey, Monica, they want to do. We're going to do something. Somebody's at my door and I don't ever get anybody at my door. You're going to keep talking. I'm going to pull me off the okay. screen. I'll be right back. That's fine. I don't know how I'm going to explain this to Clint if I uh, if he's not here to hear it, but I'll explain it to y'all. Maybe you can chat with me. So if you, I had never I questioned the assumption as to whether or not there they would have the ability to get their own food through the marketplace as it is to defend it by not going afoul of the law, stay out of jail if they were just willing to just color within the lines, which is what I'm teaching them to do. It's what I want to do. I kind of like just, you know, keeping my house clean and cooking the food. And I just, I like it. So I question, I hope everything's okay. Okay. So, <clears throat> you know, I live, I'm the boy in the bubble. Yes. So when anybody comes to my door, they're there for a reason. Yeah. And either there was, so, so I live in a, in a, in a good neighborhood, but there was a neighbor knocking on my door that he looked like he was in distress. We're good though. Oh, good. Okay, I great. I just saw no him through the window and I didn't want to leave him hanging. That would have been bad neighbors. See? So this one, you just missed the ending, which is I no longer assume that even if my kids do everything right in this society, they will have access to food and be able to defend themselves. So what you're saying is you are comfortable and you don't want your kids to have to go backwards. I'm saying <clears throat> your kids might have a choice between dying of starvation or being looted or rioted in this this system that we've allowed ourselves to be dependent on, or they might be able to come down with me in the tunnels and try to rebuild society from there. Well, let me ask you this question. And 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 again, I appreciate everybody's patience. And Monica, I apologize. Thank you for doing that. That was very nice of you. Live, live videos happen sometimes. That's great. Um, <clears throat> what do you think the state's role from a local state and federal level are when it comes to what the, the all of the chaos we see in the streets because we can't change and go back to no government right now we live what we live in right now do they well, what role the federal government has 18 enumerated powers and everything else is a state thing and it's been well adjudicated that all the policing and health and welfare and education everything is at the state level so if the state is incapable of doing things, and we've been seeing over and over and over recently in these crises that the state is failing. And I would say they are doing that to justify more, bigger, higher state. They are failing on purpose in order to push the power up. And I would say, open your eyes and take them, let's say what you see is what you get and they are, they are failing. Then Clint, I would say to you, you want to make it so that your kids can live in the world that you think you were living in, but you weren't. And, the, and they can't count on the state. So let's pull it back. Let's, let's work a little harder. Let's bring it down and have a little less federal intervention, a little more four corners of your property, food and defense. And, and there's no, there's absolutely no, there, there is no reason for the federal government, which I pay for. Well, they're, and they're not getting involved right now. I mean, I I'm know just they, saying, but that's what we're talking about. Yeah. And I'll say if Portland wants to elect a bunch of fucking pie in the sky, uh, you know what I mean? <laughs> Gun control nut jobs for 50 years, let them. And if they want that, if they want every single business owner and resident owner to say, oh my gosh, I have no gun because I elected these idiots and I can't defend myself, let them. 
Let them burn it to the ground and do not take my money and send the army in there and set a precedent for when I don't want to wear a mask. Me and you agree And then with they that. send them to me. No, me and you are agreeing on that. I, I'm, I'm actually, I'm glad to see, and I know it's happened a little bit, but I'm glad to see some restraint. I don't want the federal government going in and do, I don't think that's their job. I do get pissed off that the local governments, if it was happening where I live, I would be you would do upset. something about it, or you wouldn't live in a place like that. It is no business to set a precedent because but, but, he who pays the piper, yeah. if the feds are going to go in and enforce those laws, the <clears throat> Portland, they're not going to enforce Portland's local laws. They're going to enforce their laws, and then they're going to come to your place and enforce their but laws. My question comes Tennessee. to you, for the good citizens, okay, let's say this. Let's say whatever. The, for the handful of people like Sodom and Gomorrah, that's what I feel like I'm talking about, but for the good people that are living in these cities where or states where they're getting burned down, first of all, I know you're you believe in you know we have a legal system i think they have a right to sue for the tax dollars they've been spending for protection that's a contract isn't yeah it? good luck with that but the fact is they made a bad deal with an untrustworthy party and they will probably lose everything that way and you know what they can do they can build an ark and they can get the f I out just, they can just, vote with their feet it frustrates me to think that the ranging mob would just keep moving and i as a good person right. if i don't have this the power to defend itself against 100 people i gotta right. keep moving what they need to do is completely abandon, which is what people are doing. They're abandoning the cities. Yeah. But the good people who understand gun rights need to go where they where it's still available to them and defend those rights. So there are places that are still gun rights friendly, for example. And then as what soon as we do that, what frustrates me is we have uh, our army against your army, and then we got to have a hard. What, what are you talking about? Who, well, what if, army? If you're what a ranging army? mob of people, they're going to keep going wherever they think they can start causing trouble. If they get big enough, they're going to try. I've watched them. They've tried to go in some neighborhoods. They get run out of the neighborhoods. Perfect. That's it, what you want. So it, you want to it, abandon the places to them and defend your own private property borders, you, yourself, and people you invite on there to employ. But what happens what? the next time the bad mob gets more and comes back and overrides the neighborhood? Where are they going to get the resources? This is where I go from the beginning. No, yeah. I'm serious. Yeah. It's a very fundamental thing. You, it, just a marauding mob that has no actual resources has to burn More itself storage. out. Whereas, okay, well, that's that's the overlord that you're playing into by inviting the feds into your town. But the feds aren't that's there. We're problem. talking about mayors and, and governors right now. And right I'm now the, saying- yeah. I'm saying that what that the answer to your question, your problem is do, do the exact opposite of calling the feds in and shore up the localities that you can still control because that is what's going next. And that that diaspora is happening in the reverse. They're taking places like L.A. and New York and they're not chasing those people out from threat of to property. They're chasing people out because they can't go to bars and gyms. And that those people, those blue people are going to go to the red, the cool red cities. And they're going to do Turn exactly what I think the, that people who are, who have learned their lesson about not being able to personally <clears throat> defend their property. I want to see all the good people in Portland who wish they hadn't given up their gun rights. I want them to go to see, Austin. I can defend my property, but I'm not sure my neighbor can. Because, I don't you, want the bad people to move in next door. Why, if kids over, yes, your neighbor can because you well, live in Chattanooga. So yeah. your neighbor He's also can. 80 years old and by himself and he doesn't have, I, I get it. I understand what you're okay, saying. Okay, well, who else on your block? Because if you're in Portland, nobody has a gun on your block. That's, That's why you don't live in That's Portland, true. Clint. You Do don't live in Portland because you understand these facts. 
Because I love Chattanooga. If, I'm Southern. Yeah, of course. And why do you love it? Because hey, so, it recognizes your values. And here's the part that, that's kind of not scares me, but I always keep the little thought over here in the corner and I don't want to admit it. I think a lot of the governors and, and mayors are doing this on purpose to force Trump to either send in the feds and they can go look at what he's doing or they're doing it on purpose so they can look at Trump and go, look, it's his fault. I think, yeah, I well, think that's they're what doing the Portland it on mayor actually said. He yeah. said, this is your fault to Trump, which is perfect dialectic, because what's going to happen? What everybody wants, they're going to, everybody wants, all the politicians want the exact same thing. They want the feds to pay for and control the police. That's what they want. And that's what they're all going to get. Yes, I actually was a J.J. Boogie, Jason, did the great, it was such a great soundtrack to that. It was so great. Monopoly on Violence. I was an early contributor as an executive producer. I'll have to watch that. It's really great. You really should watch it. It's like 90 minutes, I think. And yes, I love Daryl. Yeah, He's hits the nail on the head. So, so yes, I think that you should watch Monopoly on Violence. It's really, it's very, very well done. And actually the opening scene is is this guy, is James C. Scott, who I'd oh, never wow. heard before. That's why I read that book. And then there was another guy in there, The Problem with Authority. I have to read that book. There are so many books on my nightstand that they like in the middle of the night, I'm afraid they're going to topple over onto my head. So I have to find that one. I know I bought it, The Problem of Authority. <clears throat> I'm tempted to just over to Amazon right Is that now, a book you sure. wrote? Is that an autobiography? The problem with it? No. Oh no, no. I'm not. I I'm I'm no match for those guys. I I am um, what I can do and uh, people who do it with the Wall Street Journal and the New York Times think they're the smartest guy in the room. I can understand what these guys are writing and that's pretty good. So I don't respect people whose highest achievement is understanding what the Wall Street Journal and the New York Times is trying to propagandize them with. <laughs> but I have to say that uh, I do feel good when I can read one of those kind of intellectual um, economic or political philosophy tomes and actually understand it. And it's act and, and it has been a real benefit to me because I can just walk around with it in my head for a while and boil it down to where I can apply it to, it's really the basis of what I do. I can apply that stuff to what's happening every day or explain it to people who aren't sitting there trying to puzzle through it all night. Correction, the problem with political authority. Thank you. Can you yeah. put that up there, please? I can, absolutely. Let me make sure I hit the right button. There we go. At least I was close enough <clears throat> for you to know <clears throat> this is how bad. This is how bad my eyesight is. When I or on my screen, when I first saw that, Jason, I thought you were shooting her the bird. I thought that was the finger <laughs> icon, and I was like, Why is he, he shooting her bird? He likes her. Yeah, we love each other. Um, no here's how cool it is having conversations with Monica Perez. We're getting ready to do like six to seven minutes of Twitter because that's normally what we do the last 15 or 20 minutes. We started this topic, this show off with really no really main topic at first. And we spent 54 minutes going back and forth. Is that not awesome? Are you saying I talk too much? No, I'm saying that you and I don't need a whole lot of conversation. We don't need get. We don't need gas no. on the fire. You know why? Because you are a very good sport. You let me get all hot and bothered and you don't like get hot and bothered back. It's clever no. of you. I think actually, I think you're using me for my hot headedness. <laughs> I just, I just, I like, just, I just trigger I just, I just wound her up. I don't know what happened. I just let her go. And she just ran around like the little bunny getting all freaked out. I don't know. I don't know what happened. Just, I just kind of go, hey, Monica, mm, 
<laughs> and, then you, uh, and then you literally like, uh, I gotta go. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta go uh, answer the door. There's somebody at the door. I gotta go pee. <laughs> we just keep talking. Hey, let's do this. Can we do? I can we spend do a cocktail a, with you now? I'm no, all for not, it. not right now. Can we do a few <laughs> tweets so we can keep our word? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. We, we started a few minutes late, actually. We did start about four minutes late. Let's see here. Uh, digital, you posted this one day ago. Uh, digital currency, the end of American entrepreneurship and small business. That was. <laughs> The hell is going on here? Are you still drinking in, in your was, new propaganda gear? Uh, yeah, I was just showing I mean I had a new design. Anyway, um, yes, digital currency drives oh. me freaking bananas. So the Fed is gonna and and I do uh, the people who are support Bitcoin and what Bitcoin can do, I really respect. I've always been afraid it was a backdoor to a cashless society, which is a big problem. And the digi dollars, which I call them when the Fed gives us digi dollars, first they're going to get us all stuck on this UBI, this universal base, universal basic income. And then that's in order to get it, you're going to have to open a Fed account I think, you know, I think they're already saying that. And then if you do that, there's just a bunch of things. That was a crazy long article. So I couldn't read it. Well, we've I mean, talked that was, about this before. Yeah. They'll track everything you spend. A, a, they yes. will track everything about you. Everything. And, and it'll be like Uber. So Uber, we're not going to have our own cars eventually. Uber will take over the world. Uber is reporting people for not wearing masks. There's a little, little not drop. Even, That's a little drop. Uber is going to take over true. the world. Anyway. Well, driverless cars will, <laughs> once driverless cars come in, you're not going to own one. You're not going to own your own. It's going to be like an Uber or a Lyft. And Uber is already social. I still am upset. I can't have, I don't have a stick shift. So not having a car. I have a, a stick shift. I love stick shifts. I yeah. wish I still had I bought it for shift. my daughter because I want her to be able to drive the tractor. Yeah. And when stuff. you dig the holes for the tunnels. All right. Uh, that you're going to move anyway, into. Okay. Sorry. You can have negative interest rates, which is a big problem. The thing with the digi dollars is that there is going to be an exchange rate. It's not going to be you can use digi dollars or cash. Your digi dollars, you're going to convert all your digi dollars to cash because cash is going to have a deteriorating value. And then you're going to be stuck in a system that has all that surveillance. And here's the problem so you can't do any black market activities, you can't hire people off the books. You have to do everything. You can't even you, give you can't even give your grandkid like an allow like a twenty yeah. bucks for allowance to cut your grass or nothing. Right, but yeah. as but here's the problem with that. Right now, it's not the end of the world. Everyone should pay their taxes, and drugs are bad. But once they have the power of controlling all commerce, they can um, they can control whatever they want. And I like a kind of harmless sounding example is what if you like to get a huge ice cream sundae every day and you're fat you don't care. That's a good, They're, that's real though. They can, they can increase the tax. Like the second ice cream sundae in a week gets you more tax. They can monitor stuff at that level. And that's, and they can also enforce well, neg negative interest rates so they can make it go down in value so that you spend more and save less, which just increases your dependence over time. You have to stay into social security if you are basically prohibited from saving. You, you have know, to of, stay in the system. One of the things that people, and I think we, me and you can agree on this too. We, one of the things that I've screamed the whole time is whenever we go down the sleep, slippery slope of, of taking rights away or doing things that we go could be dangerous. And everybody goes, 
that's being silly. You're being stupid. That's never going to happen. Uh, 50 years from now, 20 years from now, 10 years from now, they could look at Clinton and go, look, your health care cost us, the government, this much every month. And you've had two big milkshakes from Sonic. You're going to be taxed on that. And guess what? You're shut off from Sonic anymore. You don't get to Bloomberg, go to Sonic. Bloomberg did it. as I saw it coming. I speculated like this. Bloomberg, who was still mayor of New York, came out and saying, we're banning sugary soft drinks because now that there's Obamacare, we pay for your health care. And we have the right to tell you what you can put in your and body. That's, that's what, why... That's yeah. without them looking into Monica's bank account. Right. Wait till that's they just, can. That's just the health, the health regulations. And your neighbor can have sugary drinks because they're in better health, but Monica can't. Yeah, that's because they have go. all of your precision medicine data. That's right. They can even, even if you're in fine health, they can look at your genetic profile and tell you what you're at risk of. Not mine. They can yours though, because you sent in your DNA to one of those Gianna. Can you effing believe that? I shouldn't even tell people that. Of all the people that I would say would never have done that would have been my propaganda friend, Monica Perez. And you have to do it. Like you have to get it and send it in. Like I, but it was a long time ago. So long ago, they didn't even give me my damn health profile. (laughs) Hey, Can you believe that? You posted this, monitors social distancing as well. Alabama State has installed some machines. Now, I also saw an article before we go down this road that there actually some colleges are putting people in the classroom to monitor. They're going to have like, you know how sometimes you'll have people go in to audit a classroom yes. for the teacher? Yes. They're going to have social distancing practice auditors. Before this even all came down, Binkley and I, my co-host on the Propaganda Report, were talking about uh, this technology they were using in stadiums and classrooms where they were detecting kids' phones. And if they didn't stay for the entire ball game or if they were late to class, they would get dings on whatever their, I don't know, lunch card or something. So we saw that they were rolling this kind of monitoring out in the universities first. And with that kind of stuff, they can just do it with your phone. And what Alabama is doing is they're putting up, they're putting up kiosks where from three or four feet away, they can tell not only your temperature, but your heart rate and your blood pressure. And I immediately thought, so if you're walking with a girl that you have a crush on, it's going to start alerting her that you have COVID. Pitter-patter, pitter-patter, pitter-patter. Cool. And then the other thing is, um, it is going to look around and make sure that you're six feet away from each other. So no secrets, no more secrets. That's uh, Alabama State. That's that article. Came yeah, out and you paying for it? The CARES Act. The oh. CARES Act. Fuckers. Oh. Sorry. That should be a coffee mug that you have to pay extra to get. I know. I really can't give up vulgarity. It's very difficult for me. I can That's give okay. up anything. I can't, I can't think of anything I haven't given up. To keep our word, we've done two. Let's do one more tweet. Let me pick out a good one. Um, extending the, oh, I wanted to get, let's get into this next week. I want to talk about absentee balloting. I mean, the mail-in ballot because mail-in ba- uh, voting is not absentee voting. And everybody says it is. It, it, it It's because absentee varies state to state. The it's to scale. It's so many problems. Yeah. Uh, well, cause absentee, you need a reason. I, you, have I, to, the you thing- have to ask for it. 
mailing in paper ballots, if the details are ironed out, there it's actually better because there's a paper trail. If everybody did it, it would be fine. But what they're doing is they're setting this up for martial law, for civil unrest, for massive problems by not requiring that those ballots get in there by election day. Yeah. There's plenty of time. They might as well do it. Why give them a three-day extension? I mean, it's September 5th. Like, why give them a three-day? Why look now and say, we need three more days? That's because they ridiculous. want they want to they election want night, everybody go to bed thinking one thing. Yeah. And then two weeks later, there's two weeks of unrest. And then two, three, four weeks later, uh, they're saying something new. And now you have two people going, no, we want the inauguration. It's not going to be resolved. And some people will never accept it. Like people think that Al Gore is their president. Michelle Maybe Obama, Michelle Obama, Kamala Harris, or Stacey Abrams are, are is going to be your next president. Well, I mean, I guess it would be Kamala Harris, right? I, to this point, I'm still telling you, I am watching. If if you He's say not sure Biden's going to be on the ballot, you think Biden's an actor? That guy is. If so, he should have been an actor instead of a politician. He, he but is, politicians are actors. That's not all that good. I can see through most of that guy is. He's losing his mind, and I feel bad for him. Not buying it. Hey, show me your coffee mug again. You started with show me. I was like, I'm not showing. I ain't showing you shit. <laughs> Somebody still got some cocktail in her from last night's party. Totally. <laughs> and I need more to get it instead of right. Could 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 just normal people get one of those, Monica? How do we get yes. one? How? Yes, I have a lot of them. How? I have. That's my favorite. Oh. Well, Lots. how do we get them? Do we have to buy them? And that one. Um, you can go to. My URL is thepropreport.com, but it's kind of busted in some ways. I'm working on it. But if you go to thepropreport.com and underneath the welcome sign, it's the shop is there. Don't go yeah. to the shop in the corner. I should take all that stuff out because it doesn't work. Real but, quick, just what JJ Boogie said, she'll be our first Indian president. Yeah, that's right. That's Kamala, it's a totally Indian name. She's, yeah. And she's a Tamil Brahmin. Man, oh, that's man. the top of the top of the top. So anyway, you can go to my store. You can also go to, it's so complicated, like the-propaganda-report.myshopify.com. And if you don't do you, that. Don't you have a link on your website? I do, but the it's, I'll fix it. Yes, go to my website. You'll find it on my website. Oh, there you go. T-shirts. Yeah, T-shirts. Why is your face not on them? Why are you and Binkley's face not on them? I want both your faces like this. My hand is on it. Exactly. There like you go. Like a bad Zoom call. Everybody loves the stickers. I have these stickers on my laptop. Oh, those are cool. They are cool. You ought to make those things for the back of your phone, those little things that pop out that you put. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The proper port little things like that. Oh, yeah, because they're round. Yeah. That's a great idea. Next time I see you. <laughs> you just did that. That's good. Hey, <laughs> I, feel, I feel like I'm watching Elaine all friends. <laughs> oh, yeah. Or like just like a 70s. Yeah. You know, whatever. Um, hey, let's do this. Tell everybody. So that's how you buy the mugs. If you want to be a patron or is it Patreon or patron? You want to be a patron by signing up on Patreon. And you can do that with Patreon backslash. <laughs> Slash propaganda report. And boy, I, I mean, I can say this honestly, no one 
JJ, my two JJs, can you witness? No one gives more value for the Patreon dollar than Propaganda Report. There we go. We got parties. We got extra content. We got early release. We got personal. I chat with anyone who chats with me personally every single day. Oh, every yeah, day. One last thing, and, and this one went over about 10 minutes. I saw on your YouTube channel that you posted uh, some shared podcasts with the Unwanted. Oh, yeah. the what are, Union what are, of the Unwanted. There's what is some heavy that? It's all the people who have been or fear or will be censored and taken down, but there are people up there you might not have heard of, but any any legit truth-oriented person. The last one was um, Gage of Architects and Engineers for 9-11 Truth. Before that, it was Big Tree of uh, the, uh, the Vaxxed documentary. It's just always some interesting, important person in the truth community and a bunch of us podcasters who are on the verge of, of being censored Out. and we just stay together so that if that does come down, there's a place people can find us. It's very have popular. You, have you looked at uh, the uh, social media platform parlor? So a uh, parlor, I assume that's just a, uh, a honey pot. It was started. It was one of the one of the people that helped start is a guy named Dan Bongino, who is a a conservative podcast guy. He used to be in the Secret Service, and he was uh, he is started now, and he You're is so okay. Whatever he, he was, <laughs> he, he was uh, he was also a police officer in the, in New York for like eleven years, and and he started along with some other people the uh, Parlor, and it's a place for there's no censorship. So there's people on there say crazy things on both sides and they don't take it down. You can say what you want to say. And it's, it is a free for all time of, first, will tell. of, of uh, free speech. Well, right See, now it thing. is. I don't, like free -for -alls. I don't like, I mean, a free for all. Yes. But I don't like Alex Jones. I don't like you. I don't like the stuff that sounds crazy. I don't, I don't care. Like, I don't think it's crazy. Most of the stuff is true that comes out of those guys. But the problem is it either makes you look crazy or associates you with crazy people, or it says stuff like trust the plan, which allows Trump to get away with so much more than Hillary would have gotten away with. Um, okay. So we're going to wrap this one up. I personally think this has been one of my favorite conversations. Can you throw a couple of those comments up? I want well, we only John have, Jasper, there we have, we have that one. We have That's that. All. I just wanted John Jasper's. No, there's was, that one. And then Daryl yes. Jackson is, I want to buy a mug. Oh, I want to send you a mug, Daryl. If you, Daryl, if you DM me privately on Twitter, your address, I will send you a mug. And there's Daryl and a longtime supporter. Thank you, Daryl. Are you going to renounce the state there, Clint? Well, he says, Clint, you can. You need to renounce the state. It says, Clint, you, you can, can get, get one of you to renounce the state. He said, one of you. You're no, the it says you can get. Put your glasses on. It says, Clint, you can get one if you renounce the state. Oh, there's no comma in there, and I couldn't read it anyway. Oh, thank I, you, one. If you want. No. I'm trying to get, I want to get. Um, <laughs> she sounded so pissed off about that. I'll send you one if I, whatever. I've sent you a few things at the time. You don't need to send me anything. We're good. So I did want to make cocktail glasses, but having Monica mixes etched to the side of a martini glass is more expensive than you would think. Put that, I'm telling you right now, make only 50 available and tell everybody that it's $30 a month and you'll get it. You'll nail it.
Well, that's what I did with this. There were only 50 and it's $20 a month. Well, do the, do 25, do the same thing with it. They stopped making them. I wanted to order more. So now it just became a collectible even. Monica, I'm send this one to Daryl. Daryl, you're getting a mug, buddy. Ready? Do you mind? <laughs> I didn't put it on my mouth though. Just really close to it. Oh no, I won't why give you this one. Why don't you make masks? I do have some funny masks. One of my uh, biggest supporters, Ismcant, it's libertygear.net, has made some masks that I've asked him to design. You can get it at libertygear.net. With your logo? Some no, not with my logo. Oh. I, you could, but I don't, I don't, I like his, his stories better. Like he made me one that says, I'm not buying it. Another one. This is bullshit. And you should uh, get my, one with your logo. I know, but I'm not sure I want to be associated with that. I don't want, no, no, I don't want, I like isn't Kant's idea that you put the stuff out there that yeah. makes a statement. If they got, if you got to wear a mask, you might as well make it your canvas. I might make one that says "Trust the Plan." <laughs> That's a great. We're all thing. going to hell now, buddy. We're all going to hell. Can I show you a picture of my favorite mask of all time? Please Courtesy do. Can't. My brother ran off with it. Did I not show this to you already? Maybe. Uh. -uh. This is great video, though. If you looking at your phone. <laughs> Just kill her. You don't to go answer the door. Keep no. Answer the Talk what? Answer the what? The freaking door. Door. What's a door? What's Earl? <laughs> Earl can. I took a tour of an oil field. Oil. Yeah, Earl. Oil oil, tour. Oil. My mom says Earl. She's like, uh, it's all. I don't care, Jay. I, I don't know where Jason's from, JJ Boogie. I don't know where he's from, but if he's from the South, I bet a good chance he says oil and tur instead of tour yeah. and oil. So this is my brother who escaped with my hold favorite. on a second. Hold on a second. Keep it up there. He is he stole that from me. Okay, what did it say? I'll let everybody say it. What does it say? It obey. Oh. It's from the cheesiest movie I ever enjoyed. I've seen a lot of cheesy movies, but I actually enjoy this one called They Live by John Carpenter. Very funny. Uh, hey, here's a quote for you before we leave right here, Monica. There we go. Power in tearing human minds to pieces and putting them together again in new shapes of your own choosing. 1984. Who wants to do that? I mean, Nobody. People, yes, people do. They're doing it. That's what's happening right now. Why? This is what I'm starting to think. There's something dark going on. And they knew it. They knew it 50, 60 years ago. They were playing because that, you know, the quote from 1984. It's written in 1948. That's what I'm saying, 50 or 60 years ago. From Atlanta, but my folks are from New York. I don't sound northern and not really southern unless I say y'all. Yes. Yeah, well, he doesn't like a Southern boy to me. Well, he's also a musician and sings probably. So did I tell you how awesome it was the last live show I saw was him with Arrested Development out in Vegas. And it was freaking awesome. Hey, where are you playing tonight, Jason? 
Yeah, where are you playing? <laughs> hey, this is slowly becoming like one of your YouTube chat things where we're just going to sit on here and talk for a while <laughs> without the alcohol, though. That's not fun. We can. I know. I really want to make a drink with you. I want to take this whole- That could be very dangerous. My bar area. That could be very because dangerous. Because I'm so excited about, my, about that delicious new rye. You give me two or three good shot, good things of whiskey, and it could go a different direction. Yeah. It may be- It may- It may- uh, I need to keep it all. It's got to all stay within control. Yeah. You might want to keep doing that with Binkley where you actually get some. Prime okay. 120 in Woodstock. Let's put that Tonight, up Tonight. Yep. 8 p.m. Here we go. I don't think I can show them both at the same no, time. Just, just to the Prime 120. Yep. Prime there you go. That's where he'll be tonight if you're down Perfect. in the Atlanta JP area. Buggy. Fire in the night. All right, Monica. You ready to roll? I'm ready. Always a pleasure. Always worth... Getting up, shaking off that hangover and putting on some makeup to have a chat with you, Clint. Thank you so much. Everybody go check out our YouTube channel. Listen to the Prop Report every day because it's killer stuff. Her and Binkley do good work. Prop Report on your favorite podcasting feed platform. You, you do that like it's your podcast or something. It really is. Bye, Monica. <laughs> okay. See you, everybody.